Welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie. And me, Julia. And we are coming at you today with a very fun episode. I am extremely excited to talk about this book and also to just be reunited with Julia. Ah, same. It's like we haven't been chatting with each other just for the last hour. (laughs) But they don't know that. Everyone, we've been chatting for the last hour. And then we were like, should we, should we record now? (laughs) I should say about every 15 minutes, we were like, is that it? Should we record now? And then we just kept talking. Right. It it was like, oh, yeah, I think we should. But then we would like remember something is every other time one of us would remember something we wanted to talk about. (laughs) We can't help it. You know, we we had a lot to catch up on. Spooky season is here. Okay. And I'm just realizing that I didn't even get to tell Julia that I went all the way to TK Maxx to get an autumnal candle and they were out. <gasps> so now I'm telling you. Nerve. Oh, genuinely. Oh I just wanted my house to smell like pumpkin spice. Well, did you hear? <laughs> you did hear because I told you this an hour ago. <laughs> but you Regs <laughs> is offering a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> but so is starbucks (laughs) yes i stand by the fact that i will not try the greg's pumpkin spice latte until i have affirmation from you that it's not bad i am going to do that i am going to get one um next time i see a greg's perfect actually pause i need to send you the picture that um jonah took of me holding the pumpkin spice latte because there is a child right behind me also looking into the camera And and it's like this child and I were both equally excited to um, have me have this pumpkin spice latte. It's the funniest shit. Let me see. This child. (laughs) It's amazing and so creepy that you have this. Also, great jacket. Where did you get that? Thank you. I got it from Target. It's cute. It's actually my raincoat because I don't have a raincoat nice yeah that's great but yeah this child just like peeking over my shoulder i'm a big fan like where is its parent actually though where is this kid's parent um i i don't know maybe you are its parent now it kind of looks like you well that was the thing too it's like this bright blonde child (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) what wow uh, if you were like, this is my kid, I would believe you. <laughs> Welcome to Starbucks. Here's your pumpkin spice latte and your child to go with it. We're giving away complimentary toddlers today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm not ready for that type of responsibility. Then you went to Starbucks. <laughs> And now that's the price you pay. The cost is too high. Go to Greg's. They don't hand out toddlers. And they shouldn't. Not at Greg's. That would be like a hazard. (laughs) Um, Yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We are here talking about Belladonna by Adeline Grace. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. A little YA, spooky, magic, mystery. And it's historical. it's historical. It's it's um what is the time frame? It's like Bridgerton time frame. Yeah. I have to be honest, I don't remember the I era that it's, it takes place in. What is that? Edwardian? That feels correct. Yeah. We'll go with that. That feels right. Yeah. They still have coming out parties when you turn of age to go into society. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Some olden time. (laughs) Yes. When people were supposed to be proper. When people wore. Bustles. Corsets. (laughs) It's like, what is the word I'm thinking of? (laughs) Couldn't think of it. Well, people still wear corsets now. It's fashionable. I don't yes. think they wear them as like instead of a bra, though. Yeah. It's not like they had to wear them, though. Yeah. It is a personal choice to wear a corset nowadays. I like to be free. Do you now? No corset. 
for me. I want to be able to eat a snack and mm. not feel it in my rib cage. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. um, um do you, you want? To, yeah. Whoop, what? Do you want me to give you a little synopsis? I would love a synopsis. And by synopsis, do you want me to read the inside cover for you? Absolutely. I'll grab my book and read the back of it and follow along. Great. For as long as Signa Farrow has been alive, the people in her life have fallen like stars. Dot, dot, dot. Orphaned as a baby, 19-year-old Signa has been raised by a string of guardians, each more interested in her wealth than her well-being, and each has met an untimely end. Her remaining relatives are the elusive Hawthorns, an eccentric family living at Thorn Grove, an estate both glittering and gloomy. Its patriarch mourns his late wife through wild parties, while his son grapples for control of the family's waning reputation, and his daughter suffers from a mysterious illness. But when their mother's restless spirit appears claiming she was poisoned, Signa realizes that the family she depends on could be in grave danger and enlists the help of a surly stable boy to hunt down the killer. Signa's best chance of uncovering the murderer, though, is an alliance with death himself, a fascinating, dangerous shadow who has never been far from her side. Though he's made her life a living hell, death shows Signa that their growing connection may be more powerful and more irresistible than she ever dared imagine. From New York Times bestselling author Adeline Grace, Belladonna brings to life a highly romantic, gothic-infused world of wealth, desire, and betrayal. Oh my God. Okay, so you know how I was trying to follow along on the back of my book? Sure. It doesn't say the exact same thing yours does. No way! Yeah. Did you buy yours in the UK? Yeah. What? I mean, you have a hardcover and I have a paperback, but I don't... Your cover is so much different than mine. What does yours look like? I mean, it's the same, but my like it's mine is light purple. Oh. Same design. Yeah, mine has like a black background. It's more of a darker purple. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Well, do you think that my synopsis missed anything? I don't think it missed anything. I think it gave more away than mine did. I think oh, mine no. kept things a little bit more of a mystery. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what can you do? I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. I think that's weird. pretty crazy. Yeah. Very, very It was weird. like, there were points of it that you did read that are on the back of mine, but then yours had more. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really weird because even when you just showed me it, it looks like yours has just as many words as mine. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I know. Anyway, Julia, you want to give us some fun facts? I do. Um. So... I thought this was really, really cool. Um, Adeline Grace was an intern in storytelling on Nickelodeon's Legend of Korra. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. That is in itself. Like, if we get to ask her questions, which... Prepare yourself. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, But Legend of Korra is, like, one of the first cartoons, I think... In in Nickelodeon, possibly on television in children's television that featured a bisexual main character. Um, let me think about that. Well, for sure, Nickelodeon. For sure, Nickelodeon. Cartoon Network strikes me as something that might have beat it to the punch, but but not overtly. I don't think. Like no. one thing that they actually did that they did Legend of Korra Dirty is um they pushed. The final episode of it to, I think, their online viewing. Like, it wasn't viewed on TV because Korra and Asami hold hands and walk into the spirit world together. It's so romantic. It is so cute. And then, like, they didn't continue the television series, but in the, the comics, in the graphic novels... I don't entirely know what the difference is. Um, I probably should. But in the Legend of Korra comics that come after the TV show, they go into their relationship more, which is really cool. 
That's very cool. That's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. And totally makes sense because I did spend that entire time thinking to myself, Cora, why are you wasting your time on these brothers? Right. I think that every time though, it happens. Well, it happens because for some reason I'm choosing to watch the summer I turned pretty. Mm. But in any sort of children's or YA series, when the girl is choosing between like two men, if they're family members, it just weirds me out. Right. I mean, take the kissing booth. (laughs) Again, I can't handle that either. (laughs) It's too weird. It's weird. Um, And also, Asami was so pretty and so cool. She was way more, she was the most interesting character there, in my opinion. 100%. Okay. Anyway, back to Adeline Grace. Um, She studied theater. Also cool. cool. Oh my God. I love her already. Who hasn't? But as she was working tech, she was in the rafters for the secret garden, like in her university. Mm-hmm. And as she was in the rafters, she started thinking about ghosts and death and all of that after like years of just letting that kind of percolate turned into Belladonna. That's amazing. Yeah. I like, love that. In in an interview that I read, it really it was more of like she thought what would happen if I fell off these rafters and died? Would people see my ghost? And that's kind of how it started turning into Belladonna. Dark. I know. Crazy. I'm excited. Nice. I love that. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, And then our third fun fact, which is actually more about us, uh, we are going to go see Adeline Grace and other YA fantasy authors in a panel in Edinburgh next week, September 26th. I am pumped. I am so stoked. I'm just, I have no other words other than I'm so excited. Oh, me too. We're going to see Stephanie Garber, Adrian yeah. Young, Rachel Griffin, who I don't know, and Kristen Dwyer. So, and Adeline Grace. Get ready for lots of pictures and fingers crossed we get our book signed. Yeah. I really, I'm, I'm excited for everybody and I'm really excited for Adeline Grace, but I'm especially excited to see Stephanie Garber. Less so for Caravelle, but especially for Once Upon a Broken Heart. You know, honestly, like, I didn't bring any of Stephanie Garber's books with me when I moved over here. And part of me is like, do I need to, like, go out and buy one so she can sign it? (gasps) And you got that pretty blue copy. I know, but I got it at Waterstones and it's still there. Like, they have. But then the next one, I think, is purple. Like, in, in their Waterstones exclusive nice Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah did you read the second one i did nice Mm -hmm. i am ready i am very excited i want to know more i know i do like that universe way better than the caraval ones me too me too but i'm glad i read caraval first yes because they are related yes okay anyway back to belladonna yes back to belladonna um those were my fun facts Thank you so much. Yeah. Legend of Korra Theater. And we're going to go see Adeline Grace. And we can't wait. So, oh, yeah. If you have any questions that we should write down and, like, try and ask the authors of the list that I just, that I'm, I'll name it off again. Um, With Adeline Grace, Stephanie Garber, Adrian Young, Rachel Griffin, and Kristen Dwyer, hit us up. Hit us up. And we will try to ask Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Um, but still kind of about this this panel. Maggie, have yes. you read any of the other authors' books that we're going to see? I mean, we have Stephanie Garber. Yeah, well, I've read Stephanie Garber, clearly mm-hmm. read Adeline Grace, mm-hmm. and I have heard of Adrian Young. Okay. Um, but that's it. I've only read of the I've only read those two. Nice. I have read those two. And Adrienne Young. I read her Sweet and Bitter Magic. Um, oh, it, sure. Yeah, it came in one of my owl crates that I got a few years ago. Oh, wait. I've read that, too. That's Adrienne Young? Yeah, that's like her debut novel. Mm, no, that's Adrienne Tooley. Ah. <laughs> I was like, Adrienne's. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble. Damn it. I felt so cool. Okay. But I have heard of Kristen Dwyer. I'm pretty sure she used to be V.E. Schwab's publicist. What? Yeah. And now she's an author. I know. I feel like that actually happens with publicists a lot, is they, they work in books. They know. They learn just how to write books. Yeah, that's fair. Nice. Well, Julia. Yes. How did you come across this book? Through you. I learned about this book in January when I was in Edinburgh and we were sitting in your living room and Mm -hmm. you were reading Belladonna and you were just cackling. (laughs) I was like, I should probably read this book (laughs) because you would just cackle. And then, um, yeah, I, I was very curious how sexy times were going to work between death and Cigna if it does in fact happen um yeah I actually that is a great reminder the tone of this book is so fun Mm -hmm. like there's death everywhere and the stakes are really really high but I just enjoyed my read the entire time Mm -hmm. it is so funny death and Cigna have such funny chemistry and yes it is there's a lot of good wit there is Yeah. I mean, one of the first like vocal or not even vocal, one of the first few interactions Signa and Death have is she tries to stab him (laughs) and and then he just looks down and is like, what was this supposed to do? (laughs) Because he's he's corporeal. He's incorporeal. He's not. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. He's not a ghost, but he's not solid. He's described as being like a shadow. Yeah. Signal, what are you doing? (laughs) Exactly. Like, he's not even mad. He's just like confused. Fair. I would be too. I would be too. (laughs) It's like, did you really think this is going to work? What a fool. Uh, What a fool. How did you come across this book? Um, From my friend Fleur. She had a proof of it. And mm-hmm. she was reading it and would not stop talking about it. She was just loving her read. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really, really liked it. And I had to read it. Yeah. I had to read it. Um, I really trust her recommendations. So I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I picked it up. Yeah. Oh, love <laughs> that. Um, what is your favorite part? Sweet. Um, I don't really have like a line or a section mm-hmm. to share with the class today, mostly because, and I do apologize for this, you guys, but I read this book in January. You did. And I did not want to, I did not want to try to find it. But I mean, um, finding your favorite part or just even remembering, I mean, remembering yeah. your favorite part from January, which was over six months ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like nine months ago now, which is yeah. crazy. But my favorite part is the dance. Mm. Yeah. 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 I loved it. And like when Cigna and Death kind of have their little moment mm-hmm. there. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of like heat in the love triangle and a lot kind of happens with the mystery in that moment. And it's also just kind of a break from all of the death. It's this mm-hmm. really sweet, magical moment with everybody. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's my favorite. I mean, also her dress was gorgeous. I know. And like a really like vibrantly, but also deep color, which Mm -hmm. I feel was not what people were supposed to wear as, as debutantes, you know, that's not really the vibe people go for. Definitely not. But Signa is a little bit different. She is. You know what I like about her is actually in the, in a YA book, I think it's very clever to make her 19 because a lot of times, you know, when you read YA and these terrible, horrible, awful things are happening to 16 year olds, mm-hmm. when you're 15, you're like, this is normal. <laughs> but then when you're an adult, it's kind of scary. But yeah. 19, I feel like is an age where she can maybe handle <laughs> the the heavy topics that she's yes. dealing with. Yeah, that and like the fact that she is an orphan 
and mm-hmm. has an inheritance, but she can't get to the inheritance until she is 20? 20. Yeah. Yeah. So she's on this cusp of it. She just has to deal with it for a little bit longer. I The only thing I didn't really appreciate is that it was kind of like a series of unfortunate events where Cigna was just pushed on these awful caretakers that only wanted to take care of her for her money. Um, but it's not, I don't know if it's much of a spoiler because it is told very early on. All of them end up dying for some reason. Yes, we haven't fully found out why. Mm-hmm. I think. I know, I'm pretty sure I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. yeah. But basically, she, she and Sigma Death have is, a conversation about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit cursed. Yes. But also, Death is taking care of her. Yes. Which is hot and romantic. Yeah. And he calls her little bird. I know. It's so beautiful. It's so cute. It's so great. I love it. Um, Yes. It is a little bit like series of unfortunate events in that way, but also less Count Olaf. (laughs) Yeah. It's less plotting to get the money and more just she has had so many terrible caretakers. She's had a lot of bad luck. Well, honestly, it's so bad because like everyone died at like her birthday party, like her first yeah. birthday party or something. Everyone, including her parents, died. So from the age of one, she has just had a string of awful parents or awful guardians. Yeah. So no wonder she's a little weird. I would be too. Yeah, you know, she's doing her best, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ugh. Julia, did you share your favorite part of the book? Um, you know, I um I really like when she and and Silas first meet. Oh, I like that part too. Yeah. I think Silas is a really good friend to her while also mm-hmm. being like a bit surly um but like ultimately helpful and and i there's no like hidden motivation with him like with all of the other characters you think oh maybe there is a hidden motivation Mm -hmm. um there there isn't really one with silas and i just think that's a breath of fresh air especially because signa has been raised by people that just want her money yeah. And he's a really good friend to her. And I think he's a really nice contrast to the death character and also mm-hmm. to the family that she's living with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives her a really new perspective on her surroundings and how she's going to sort of handle the mystery element of who mm-hmm. might be killing her sister. Yeah. Or cousin. Cousin. But feels like sister. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. I think they also mention, like, if they had sisters, this is what it would feel like. Yeah. They become really, really close with each other, Mm -hmm. which is really sweet. Yeah, it's so sweet. Um, Well, Julia, if you could be a character from this book, who would you be and why? Um, I mean, I would want to be Signa. Absolutely. Why would you want to be anybody else? Coolest. I mean, it's questionable that she can't die um, because that's something that she figures out pretty early on. Yeah. Um, So, like, the the title Belladonna is because she will eat Belladonna berries in order to be able to communicate with death. And she has a limited amount of time to do that before the berries wear off and out of her system. yeah, that's, you know, you have to have a suspension of disbelief a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's it's questionable, but um, it's still very cool. Yeah, absolutely. And she's very brave. And I think it's fun to set a book in an era when women didn't always have a lot of choice. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of books in which women didn't really have a lot of agency. And now we're sort of going back to that time and getting a chance to read about a character who takes control of her fate and her life, even though she can't even access 
her fortune until she's 20 and she's been forced to live with all of these different family members. Mm-hmm. She still does the best she can to control how she is and who she is and mm-hmm. what she's going to stand for. Yeah. Yeah. What did, um, who would you be? Would you also be Cigna? I would totally be Cigna or I would be someone random. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Maybe Where I, I mean, would be death. Oh, you know, death is a bit of a softy. Totally. He is. I like to imagine that it's a really, you know, he's a, a comforting spirit as he takes people to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing I thought was really interesting about Signa is it takes her a while um, to to be comfortable with her powers mm-hmm. to just be comfortable in accepting that this is who she is. Because even though she's never met her mother, she grew up, Oh, she did grow up with her grandmother for a little bit. And that was good. Yeah. Um, And she got like an etiquette book from her mom. Mm-hmm. And so she's been trying to follow this etiquette book about how to be a proper lady. Cause she <laughs> thinks that's what her mom wants her to do. Cause she's never met her and, and it's just, it takes a while for her to be like, oh, I don't actually like society the way that it is in this etiquette book. And why would you? Yeah. It's just the contrast. It's a really good contrast when she has her first tea with the Mm -hmm. other three girls. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Where, like, two of them are just gossiping the whole time. And the third one has their, it's complicated with that one, but like, two of them are just kind of very conniving, very conniving and very horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, no, you go. Sorry. I was just gonna say, and Signa, I mean, she, it, it's written that she's tired at the end of that. She's very tired. And you would be. Yeah, you had to deal with that. I do think Adeline Grace very perfectly treads the line. You know, you find this a lot, I think, with characters when they are taken out of their norm. So someone like Cigna, who has been trying really, really hard to be in society and follow what her mom, she thinks her mom would want for her, Mm -hmm. as well as being true to herself. There can be a lot of times in books where she it just flip-flopping between the two of them, like way too much. And it can get something like that can get really tedious and annoying. Mm-hmm. And um, you're just sort of waiting for her to make the right decision. But I think I think Adeline did a great job of making you understand why she wanted to be a part of society. And then taking you to the point of where Cigna had no choice but to reject that mm-hmm. piece of her life. It didn't ever feel tedious or long. You know, yeah. you, I definitely felt like it was all very deserved. Well, that and knowing that there's going to be a second book mm-hmm. it really helps, I think. Because I think if it was just one book, maybe it could have taken a little less time for her to get over it. Sure. Um, but because now there's a whole second one that's happening, I think it'll be good because she has figured out how to tread the line. Yeah. So long as we don't start reading the second book and she's doing the same problem again. Yes. Which drives me insane. <laughs> it's one of my biggest pet peeves with sequels. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed that doesn't happen. But. Fingers crossed. Okay. Um, let's talk about the romance. Can we talk about the romance? Let's do it. All right. What did you think of the love triangle? Um, I'm feeling, okay, so this is about to be spoiler city, population, uh-huh. me and Julia. So if you don't want to be spoiled for Belladonna, skip ahead a little bit. But I already knew that the second book was going to be about fate So I Mm. feel like I caught on really quickly that Death and Silas were the same person. Fair enough. I I caught on that Death and Silas were the same person. I did not really 
catch that fate was going to be the second book. Yeah. Necessarily. Um, but I was always just very suspicious of Silas in that he's never around other people. Yeah. And I was Ever. like, this is. But then she like tries to trick you with the fire in the library. Yes. Um, because Silas is taking Signa out of the library and asking if she's okay. And then he's going to go help, um, quote unquote, go help. But it, it it's, yeah, that was the one where I was like, maybe, but I don't think yeah. so. And I actually think that's very clever because otherwise you kind of have like the Twilight issue where mm-hmm. it's a teenage girl. With a man who's actually hundreds of years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we really think about it, this guy is really old. Death is beyond old. He goes beyond so time. old. You know? um, but I think when we get to see him in sort of a human form in Silas, we get a chance to see someone who can relate to Signa and gets her on her yeah. level. And you get to see how they are compatible sort of beyond and I mean time that was death's way of trying to get on Cigna's good side yeah he's like I just I want to interact with her that's not incredibly antagonistic all of the time like I just want her to not hate me because he likes her a lot she's the only person he's ever been able to communicate with and he's so interested yeah He's just, uh, yeah. I really did like the romance. It did. It reminded me a lot too of, um, like you've got mail because it's mm. a love triangle between the same person. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, which I like. I like that she loves both of them because they're the same person. Mm-hmm. That happens in Love on the Brain. Too, yes sort of yeah yeah that one is so obvious <laughs> <laughs> it's like what who is this person uh, who could it be i'll never be able to guess we're still not giving it away if you want to read love on the brain yeah. but it's obvious it's so it you guys <laughs> you you know right away yeah you know right away yeah yeah um continuing our stay in spoiler city Yes. Were you able to guess any of the plot twists? Um, well, I knew the death. Outside of the death, Silas, yeah. I'm trying to think of what the other plot twists really were other than who who the murderer. murderer. Yeah. He was definitely at the top of my suspect list, but I don't think I ever, like, confirmed it for myself. Mm. I was shook. I was shook. Yeah. To your core. To my core. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. (laughs) But I am notoriously bad at picking up on who the murderer is. Like, who the actual murderer is, I feel like. It's hard. It it is hard. Um, But it was fun trying to figure it out. Nice. I, this is just a random fact. I, for the first time, when watching a TV show... Mm-hmm. guessed who the murderer was <gasps> it was awesome i was so proud of myself what was the show the after party season two okay and i guessed who the killer was in the first episode and then i was right so you were just like building your case as you kept was. watching it yeah i was like it's still that guy still 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 and then so have you seen the after party no so every episode follows a different character. Mm-hmm. So when we followed that character, a part of me was like, am I wrong? It's like, no, I think I'm still right. And then I was right. <gasps> That's cool. That's cool. I know. It was really awesome. I was really proud of myself. Have you watched the show Murderville? I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list, though, on Netflix. It. I've only seen two episodes, but it is a similar, like, you guess the murderer at the end of the show. Like the celebrity detective that comes in is they they ask who they think did it. And so you get like three options and 
like you can guess as well. And then that celebrity guesses and then they get told if they're right or wrong. I love that. Yeah. I have been meaning to watch it for a very long time. Yeah. It's it. The first one was solid because it's Conan O'Brien and Mm. it's like a magician's assistant is murdered. Amazing. Right. So they have to like interview other magician's assistants and a few magicians. And it's just. I so love that. Yeah. I love that. No, I definitely have been meaning to. And right now, I've been all about a mystery lately. Mm. I've been watching Only Murders in the Building, season three. Oh, yeah. I haven't finished season two. I'm really enjoying season three. I think part I think parts of season three are some of the strongest I've seen the show. Okay. I don't... I think that there's a real Mabel problem that the show did not fix this season in that and that's not fully fair because I think some of the things they're doing with her character are incredible and really resonate with me she's like on the cusp of 30 and doesn't know what she wants to do with her life realizing she's just sort of living in this apartment for free Mm -hmm. she's like what are my passions but every single season they give her a new love interest and I just think that that's really rude to her character like I don't and both love interests sort of peter out in like a one line like i just remember when we were in season two they were like what happened to that one guy she was like oh yeah it didn't work out i'm like yeah okay i kind of wanted sure. it to work out because they're like longtime friends yeah um and she has a new love interest in season three hmm. which i kind of just don't have time for and i'm really suspicious of him oh wait is the love interest in season two it's um the gallery woman. Right? Or Evangeline or whatever her name is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I might go back and watch it then. I like her. Um, so we'll see. I have my suspicions as to who the killer is, but I think I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So okay, all right. Are you going to go watch um what is it, Murder in Venice? Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh heck yes. That trailer looks awesome. And the cast is stacked. When are you going to go see that? I don't know. It comes out kind of soon, doesn't it? I think so. I think it might already be out. Is it really? Already out? I think it comes out the 22nd, maybe. Okay. It's like a week from now. Um, Let's see. Release. Oh, no. It comes out tomorrow. You're right. Oh, hey. Nice. Yeah, I don't know when I'll see it. I'll have to ask... If Alex wants to see it too, I'm so excited, especially because, okay, so it's not fully based on an Agatha Christie. It's based on Halloween Party by Agatha oh, Christie. Okay. They've sort of changed things and said it in Venice like they did. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. In the Nancy Drew computer game. I played that computer game. <laughs> yeah. Haunting in Venice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty stoked. Oh. I actually, I'm glad you mentioned that it's based on Halloween Party because I didn't know that. And I want to actually read the book before going to watch the movie. Oh, nice. Now you have the, time. Yeah. The trailer kind of spooked me a little bit. Not going to lie. It was scary. I was not a fan of like, I'm not a fan of possession. I don't, I don't like that in scary movies. That's fair. Do you want me to see it before you and let you know if it's okay? Actually, yes, please. Thank okay. you. I will let you know. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> of course. Anytime. All right. Go. Let's get back to Bella John. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you guys. Sorry. Um, so spoiler city is over. Yeah. Um, um what are you most excited for as we keep reading the series? Are there any characters you're really excited to see more from? Yes. I am excited to see Cigna and Death get back mm-hmm. together. Um, because the end of Belladonna, he's like, the mystery has been solved. I don't need to be here anymore because there's not really that much death going on. Um, you have to go back to work. (laughs) Right. I I gotta, I gotta get back to my day job. Um, (laughs) and then there's, I think there's an excerpt, um, or something at the end of Belladonna where essentially, you know, Cigna gets her own estate mm-hmm. and more murder starts happening. 
people start dying. Poor Kay. Um, So I'm excited to see them get back together. We'll find out. I'm really excited. I'm very excited to unpack the character of Fate. I think he's going to be very fun. I am begging the universe to not make it another love triangle. Please. Please, universe. For the love of God. Don't do it to me. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of constant love triangles. Um, but we will see. I'm also really excited to see more from her cousin who will no longer be lying on a deathbed. Right. Blythe. 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 Yeah. She's cool. No, the question was just trying to remember her name. I know how to say. I have a sister named Blythe, actually. Hey, you. Yeah. I have a lot of sisters. <laughs> you do. And that's why it's not bad that I don't remember that, you guys. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is why I'm not mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has many siblings, and I remember most of them. <laughs> um. Okay. So who would you say are the biggest antagonists in this book? Um. Well, I think... The uncle is a big antagonist. Absolutely. He is definitely the one. He He's kind of like the red herring of the book. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But he's also like not a great guy. So. Yeah. He's is really, it a red herring? Maybe not. He's struggling. He's mourning the loss of his wife. No, and no, not. Not, not him? Not the Who uncle's brother. The uncle's brother. Oh, so I'm that thinking. Guy. That guy is the worst. That guy is the worst. Sorry, I wasn't uh, not her actual uncle, but her uncle's brother. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he is terrible. Yes. Um, and I wouldn't. I never really thought that he was the one doing the murdering, but I always thought he was suspicious. Yes. Like, I always felt like he was up to no good, and he was. He was. So not like we were wrong. Yeah. The vibes were still off. They were still bad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but go on about the uncle. Yes. Well, I just felt like he played a big antagonistic force Mm -hmm. in Cigna's life. And understandably, he was mourning the loss of his wife. Mm -hmm. But that meant that he wasn't really paying attention to his family. And he wasn't really noticing the things that were happening there. And also, I felt like he caused issues in her investigation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he was necessarily a bad guy, but he did. He was like an antagonistic force against what she was trying to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I would say the main antagonist is the question mark. Who's the murderer? Yeah, it it isn't played up very much. Yeah. Because I think they're trying to keep it on the the DL that someone's being someone's murdering. It's not that Blythe is sick. It's that Blythe is intentionally being poisoned. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Julia, do uh-huh. you think this book would be a su- successful TV film or even a stage play? Um, I think it could be really cool as a stage play. Hmm. I think the only thing that might be difficult is when death takes Cigna on a date, basically, to go look at the afterlife without crossing over. Um, But the way that, you know, Cursed Child is a thing, you can have magic happening on stage, like all of that stuff. So I think it, it could be a cool stage play. Also, being that Adeline Grace studied theater Mm -hmm. i think it i think it would be cool i think it would be cool too originally i would say tv show yeah but after you put stage play on the question list i thought to myself no that would be my preferred viewing yeah of this book would definitely be a stage play i also just think mysteries are a really fun thing to watch on the stage absolutely i completely agree with you Mm -hmm. they're just so exciting I would even, I think this would be wrong, maybe, but I would allow it to be a musical. Oh? I I would watch it. Okay, okay. (laughs) I would go. 
would you want it to be kind of like a Moulin Rouge musical where they take contemporary songs and fit it in or just completely new songs for this book? I think completely new I songs. I think completely new. Yeah. Completely new songs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you have any musical vibes in mind? I don't know. Something filled with longing. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hadestown-esque. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say, like, not very poppy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going with pop either. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really have... There's no musical that has the exact vibe. Yeah. That I can think of. Which is good, because that means that we can do it. Hey. <laughs> hey. Start doing it now. <laughs> um, um. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything that you didn't mention that you think, what do you think will happen in book two? Uh, that's honestly, it's really hard. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. All bets um, are off. All bets are off. I think, yeah, that was just a really long pause for me to say, I'm not <laughs> sure what will happen in book two. I think it'll end up, I don't necessarily think that much more world building will happen. I think it'll mm-hmm. be another sort of gothic infused mystery, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what elements will be in there. Yeah. And that's okay with me. Fair enough. What about you? Yeah, I don't really know. All bets are off. All bets are off. I do really continue to hope that fate does not become a love triangle thing. We can only hope and pray. Like, please, no. <laughs> please, Adeline. <laughs> She's 20 now. She doesn't need that. She doesn't need another love triangle. She's busy. <laughs> she is dealing with murderers. <laughs> uh, well, well, Julia. Yes, Margaret. Do you, do you have any book recommendations? Um. So, you know, I don't necessarily have any based on Belladonna. I was just thinking the books of the fantasy authors that oh, sure. we're going to go see might be cool recommendations like Stephanie Garber. I recommend all of those mm-hmm. personally. I didn't necessarily like the second and third in the Caraval series out of three, but sure. um, but the first one is cool. And then the ones that she's talking about was the first one, Once Upon a Broken Heart. Yeah. That so one. Good. And then... The Ballad of Never After, um, which is the next one. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. What's the third one called? Um, A Curse for True Love or something. Oh, like yeah. That? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would second the Stephanie Garber recommendations. Yeah. yeah. Um, considering I haven't actually read any Adrian Young. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry but um no she has a new one that just came out which i think is what she's here to talk about um so it looks cool i just haven't read it but i've seen it in waterstones nice mm-hmm. that's close yeah close e death <laughs> i'm trying to look up the the title of it as i'm talking Maybe. uh <laughs> I don't know. Oh, she wrote Fable. Yes. That's that's a big one, I think. What is the newest one, Google? Oh, she's written a lot of books. She's written so many. Dang. Yeah. Okay, Spells for Forgetting, I think, is the one that she's talking about. Forgetting. Nice. Yeah. So those are going to be my recommendations. Sweet. Well, I would definitely second Stephanie Garber. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to go and say, um, if you're looking for something a little bit more adult fantasy, the Night Circus has some of mm. the same vibes I felt yeah. to Belladonna. I would also say, though, my biggest YA recommendation would be A Great and Terrible Beauty. It's one of my favorite trilogies that I've read and it is about a group of girls who live at this boarding house and it's the same sort of era 
very okay. like Edwardian, Gothic inspired, and they find this sort of portal to a magical world. But the magical world is like really dark and starts messing with all of their heads. And they have like, it's, it's amazing. And I cool. am surprised that more people don't talk about it because I just thought it was one of the most creative um, books I had read. I really, really loved it. And then okay. I think my last recommendation, if you're looking for something a little bit younger than Belladonna, a little bit more low key, I would say Gallant by V.E. Schwab. Yeah, that um, literally just crossed through my brain. Oh, did it? Like something a little bit younger. It's like a, um, Gallant. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Same vibes, same shtick, really. Yeah. Orphaned girl going to family's creepy house. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those would be my recommendations. I second your recommendations. Thank you so much. And I guess, Julia, with oh. that, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to rate and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For more Novel Finds content, including mini-sodes and unboxing videos, subscribe to our Patreon. You can also listen to our mini-sodes through Spotify if you're a patron. So if you want to check them out, be sure to check that by searching Novel Finds Patreon exclusives in Spotify. It's really cool. Indeed. <laughs> um, all of our contact information, our email, Instagram, and Patreon details can be found in our bio. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Bye.